0: Hey guys. We're Proverbs 31 Mamas, or at least we're trying to be. Tune in with your hosts Jenny and Rachel every Thursday for new episodes of the Proverbs 31 Mamas podcast, where we'll talk faith, marriage, motherhood and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to Proverbs 31 Mamas. Um, we're in part ooh, four, I think of the Virtue series, which is focused on health today. Um, and not only that, we've got another special guest with us today. We have our good friend Emily. Say hi to everyone, Emily.
1: Hi everybody.
0: I'm Emily. Hi Emily. <laughs> hi. Um, And we brought you on today. First of all thank you for joining us.
1: Oh of course. (laughs) Um,
0: And we brought you on today because this was another one of those unanimous we knew exactly who we wanted to talk to um, (laughs) for this episode because you have been on quite a health journey um, Mm -hmm. and you've made a lot of changes there's been a lot of transformative things um happening in your life regarding to regarding health um and I love your story and what you have to share so uh, Jenny what what do do you got anything (laughs) Mm. um
2: wow I feel like if you know we did have some questions for Emily which we'll definitely talk about um but it sounds like probably a lot of them will kind of be you know, in her story, Um, Mm -hmm. but I guess, yeah, well, why don't we just ask that first question and we can get to seeing what you have to say. Yeah, that works. Rachel, do you want to ask the question or do you want me to ask the question?
0: Oh, I'm panicking. I already forgot the question.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How about what started this health journey of yours? Or did it all, like, what, what made oh. your life kind of change? Like, what started it? Oh, man. Um.
1: Well, my adulthood can, and teenage years, I guess, can be divided up into three different, like, health crises that I went through. The final one being the final straw, where I really drastically changed everything. It fixed everything. And my... Health issues all ended up leading me to becoming a Christian at the very end of it all, which is where I'm at now not that I, not that it's the end, but <laughs> the end of the current
2: story the current, um, current state
1: yeah, the present. and it was kind of an unexpected way, so I'm excited to share that um, if you you want me just to just jump on into where it all yeah, really it began. When I was born. No. Um so I <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, well actually first of all I want to say I'm not an expert in literally anything. Maybe painting like dogs and that's it. <laughs> but I'm not a health expert. I did not go to school for any of this sort of thing. Um this is all trial and error with my own body and what has worked for me and has ended up working for my whole family and some of my friends who've made these changes too. So I'm just speaking from personal experience and um, it's something that I definitely wish I heard when I was struggling with my health. So I hope it can help someone else out there. Maybe just view things in a different light. Um, But yeah, so I, as a kid was very, I had a normal childhood, but I had a lot of anxiety. And I also had childhood OCD. Um, You know, like if there was something on the counter that bothered me, like a pile of change, I like couldn't eat my meal and someone had to go move it for me. And if then they moved it, then I felt like they were contaminated. And I was just a really like fun kid to live with, clearly. Um, And it was, uh, yeah, that kind of controlled me for a long time. Um, I was raised Catholic, but I didn't have any sort of relationship with God. We didn't pray together. We didn't talk about it beyond the occasional Sunday mass. Um, And my mom was suffering from mysterious chronic illnesses, um, which led her down the path of health food before that was really mainstream. So we would shop at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and stuff, but We still had Hot and ready's and Taco Bell and all that good stuff. Um, By high school, though, my stomach aches started. And this was kind of my first little health crisis, I guess. I started having these horrible stomach aches in high school. And um, I eventually got a colonoscopy. And they just saw a bunch of inflammation. So the doctor's like, no dairy, no gluten. See if that helps. And this was in, I don't know, 2007 or something. And like gluten wasn't a thing anyone heard of. So, like gluten free food back then was just like absolutely like an abomination. It was horrible. And so, I did not follow that diet at all. Um, and I would just eat Bosco sticks at school and just deal with my stomach aches because it was better than eating the gluten free food at that time. So, um, through high school, I also had some mental health issues, a lot of depression. And I coasted for a long time with my IBS and just dealing like that was just my life. I just have stomach issues, whatever. I was like on and off gluten free, but you know, it just was what it was. And I started working at Whole Foods um, after I went to art school and working at Whole Foods. I met Cody, who ended up Mm -hmm. being my husband. And um, after we started dating he was really into cooking. So I finally started like exploring cooking because leaving my house, I could barely make a box of mac and cheese. And then, you know, we were making home cooked meals together. And that was really nice. So I thought we were like, a pretty healthy couple. Um And Cody was agnostic and faith and God was a really awkward topic at that time. But you know, it wasn't really a big part of my life either, even though I did believe in God, oh, you know, so we got engaged. Um, and then I started feeling, you know, I was like coasting health wise, but I started feeling like my check engine light was on, if you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, felt I, like... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I felt like I feel that Yeah, I feel like there is like definitely some red flags going on in my health. I like all of a sudden had just this horrible acne, just really bad cystic acne that I n- just came out of nowhere and it was all over. Of course, this was leading up to my wedding. So I'm like, um oh. excuse me. And I had like really bad bloating and gas. Um, my stomach pains were getting worse and I was getting really like shaky and weak and fatigued just out of nowhere. And it would kind of take over my whole day. Then six months before my wedding, Um, I was 25 years old. I just woke up one day and I felt like I was in a different body. It was the most extreme switch of like basically my consciousness I'd ever felt. I was just, I felt so weird. My heartbeat felt off. I was in like, my vision was behind like this thick fog. Um, I was really dizzy and fatigue like my limbs were just made of lead um i pretty much thought i was about to die so we went to the hospital and all they could tell me is yeah your blood pressure and your heart rate are very low but physically we don't see anything wrong with you so they referred me to a cardiologist and like an endocrinologist to check my thyroid and stuff um, all the thyroid stuff was normal but the cardiologist um, digest or diagnosed me with POTS, P O T S, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Yeah. Um, that just meant that my heart rate and my blood pressure could not properly adjust to if I was standing, sitting, walking, whatever. So I couldn't, if I walked to the bathroom, I would feel like I was definitely going to pass out and I would have to lay down. So at that point, usually by 11 a.m., I was, like, done for the day. Like, I had to lay down for the whole day because if I got up, I would feel so lightheaded. Um, While I was, I dealt with that for about two months straight. It just was not going away. And then my digestive issues began. Um, And I'm not going to put all my gut issues on blast, no pun intended, (laughs) But it was bad. <laughs> <There> is, sorry. <laughs> um and I was rapidly losing weight. Um and it was so bad I couldn't drive, I couldn't work anymore. And it was pretty scary. I mean, I'm already a little shrimp, like I'm a small person, and mm-hmm. me losing weight is like gets scary pretty quick. Like I should not lose weight. <clears throat> and um so i um had our wedding and which this was kind of messed up because i had our wedding and everyone was complimenting me on how like skinny i looked and so that was like the least healthy i have been in my whole life so never you know skinniness weight it does no reflection on how healthy you are i was extremely unhealthy um A little after our wedding, I finally received a diagnosis after being bounced around from doctors and I was diagnosed with something called SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that basically meant that bad bacteria had taken over my whole gut and your gut is, you know, basically connected to your brain and everything through this long nerve called the vagus nerve. And if you have severe enough gut issues, it'll go up and it'll affect your autonomic nervous system. And that was affecting my heart, all that. So it was all connected to this serious gut issue that was going on. And I was thrilled to finally get this diagnosis because I was just searching for answers. And I just thought I was like doomed to be sick forever. And this diagnosis actually had a treatment. So... They put me on something called a low FODMAP diet, which I honestly couldn't even explain to you because it made no sense, but I followed it. And then um, it was a slow process, but they had me on a medication, this diet, and I started to feel better. And it wasn't perfect, but I could function. And I was able to get a job. And we just felt like, okay, finally, we can start our life together. Like we're married now and we can just move past this. And we wanted to have kids. So we started trying for a baby um, and right away got pregnant and then right away miscarried. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm sorry. For anyone who's experienced that, um, it's, you know, just a terrible, terrible thing to go through. And it was extremely discouraging after all of these health issues to now, you know, it felt like we were past it. And then it's like, bam, fertility issues. But it was just our first month trying so I wasn't too discouraged. Um, but then it took another nine months and then we had another miscarriage
2: mm.
1: right at that point. So it was like nine months and nothing and then another miscarriage significantly Anything? worse and it took a lot longer. Mm. Um, but during this time of trying to conceive, that was when we first got our chickens, our very first chickens, and we lived downstate at the time. We had two acres, and that was like our cheap little therapy. And um, I, while we were going through this second miscarriage, um, trip to Traverse City, which spoiler alert, we mm. live near there now, but this that was like our vacation spot. And um, we were walking downtown right th- at the very end of this miscarriage and this huge rainbow kind of out of nowhere just like appeared in the sky right in front of us while we're walking. And if you know anything about miscarriage and the significance of a rainbow, it is, you know, signifies God's promise after the storm. And that, you know, was shortly after that we conceived our rainbow baby florence mm-hmm. and yeah it was the very next very next cycle was florence and um after the initial i mean i was just i was just so i had a horrible first trimester i was just so traumatized but um <laughs> once we got past that then we were just kind of worried about my health i guess with the press the rest of the pregnancy like um how would it go with my like blood pressure issues and all that but it was a, a great pregnancy, and I actually felt incredible after birth almost like a euphoric for like mm. a couple months. It was really, it was like the opposite of postpartum depression. I was just like on top of it. I don't, I, was not, woman. Expect, I was not expecting it. And actually, my mom was like completely shocked. She's like, I thought you were gonna not be this way. <laughs> um, but that is when I, right after she was born, um, and I started doing you know, pet portraits and stuff, my gut health was still not great, but it was manageable. And I was coasting as, you know, as I had been, um, just thinking that was my normal. And then when Florence started solids, her health issues began. And that really upset me. And something I learned later was that your gut microbiome it passes to your babies through the birth canal. And so if, you know, if your gut's really out of whack, which mine definitely was, then I passed that to her. So I felt you know, like this is my responsibility to just like get this sorted out. Like um, she was just straining just all day. It was so doctors were just like, I don't, I've never seen it like this. I don't know. She was just straining constantly. When nothing was coming out, but just no matter what she's doing, she's straining. And um, I won't go like too into her details, but she lived on prunes. I just felt hopeless and like she was just doomed to an adulthood of chronic illness, just like me and like my mom was going through too. Um, meanwhile, the pandemic was in full swing and we started understanding the importance of self-reliance. I decided to learn gardening. Um, We got more chickens. We started composting and basically our dream of scaling up our farm eventually was born, you know, as it was for many people during the pandemic, I'm sure. Yes, I feel like
0: Mm -hmm. a lot of that came from the Uh pandemic and I feel like part of that is God, I feel like the pandemic was God saying like,
1: uh huh.
0: Okay, you guys need to learn. You you have a lot of things to learn. Yeah, so you're gonna use this as a teachable moment.
1: <laughs> it was like yeah, you need to get it together.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you need to get your life together and mm-hmm. do things for yourself. Yeah, I completely
1: agree with that. Um, and the stress that year was just crazy. And something I've learned, just you know, as I've become more in tune with myself over the years, is like stress really triggers. My health, to you know, mm-hmm. in a as it yes. does for everyone, really. Um, and so my check engine light, um, was back on. I was starting to have like my symptoms were kind of ramping up again, and there, and I was ignoring it. Um, and then a brand new intense pain started, and um. This one was debilitating. It was under my ribs, like in your where your actual stomach is. So it's like way up high. And it was so bad. And I was just like dry heaving. And the pain was so bad. I had to call Cody sometimes when he was working his automotive job. And he would have to leave work to come help with Florence. And she was, you know, a baby. And I was just like dry heaving in the corner, like in so much pain. Um, so I was completely fed up. I saw a gastro—I never know how to say it—gastro doctor, okay? intestinal, yeah, yes, yes.
0: gastro, gastro, the, gastroenterologist.
1: Yes. There you go. Yes. Um, and he had me lay down on the table, and he was, felt my stomach, and he had this very concerned look. And I just want to say, he was like an old man. Okay, like he has been in the business for a while. He's felt a stomach before and he looked really confused and he asked me if I'm pregnant and had this, and then, um, I was like, no. And then he's like, how do you know? I said, uh, I don't know. I ended my period three days ago. Like I know I'm not pregnant. And, um, then he's just said, I feel a large mass. Um, so you're either pregnant or you have a tumor or you are very constipated or something and i had like just went number two that morning so i was like okay it's definitely a tumor um he said you need to get an mri right away and then he just like walked out of the room which he had (laughs) his google reviews were all about his bad bedside matter so that checked Uh, out perfect like he just left he just left the room with like that
2: so you're terrified.
1: yeah, so I was completely terrified, um, and I went to this MRI, and basically all they saw was swelling in that spot, likely from, like, chronic constipation, which, again, I mean, I had just gone, so I was really confused. Um, so we scheduled a colonoscopy and an endoscopy to get a better look at it all. Turns out I had three pretty gnarly stomach ulcers all at once and um, lots of colon swelling and polyps and Mm. everything was like inflamed in there. It was just, and again, I was, I've always been like on the crunchy side, I would say with how I ate and everything. Like I, I was just so (laughs) bewildered. Like, how am I this bad? He prescribed me Prilosec, which is for acid reflux to, for my, billions of ulcers and said to stop drinking coffee, which I don't drink coffee anyway. So that was really helpful. At this point, my health and Florence's were just so bad. She was getting to to the point where her um, pediatrician basically said, like, I don't know what else to do with this. She needs a surgeon um, because she just can't go. And, oh man, it was so... It was just such a such a bad time. Um, my friend, Caitlin, who had been studying. Well, she had been posting online for a while. Hi, Caitlin, if you're listening to this. Thank you, by the way, for mm-hmm. all this. <laughs> she had been posting a lot about this diet slash lifestyle that she was doing that really solved her hormonal issues she was having. And she actually shared a meme, as one does. that uh really changed my perspective and it was an illustration of how humans ate for thousands of years and then versus how they've eaten for just the past 100 years since the industrial revolution and it illustrated how basically as a whole our health has tanked since then And it dawned on me in that moment that it was really not normal for your health to completely fall apart when you're 25 years old in your prime. And um, when my health was really bad, when I was 25, you know, I didn't have I didn't feel like I had God to turn to. I didn't that just wasn't where I went. But what I went to was like the chronic illness community on Instagram And that was pretty eye-opening to exactly how many very young women, especially were all dealing with these just awful, debilitating chronic illnesses that had no answers. And um, yeah, I just, you know, just because something is common, you know, these issues are getting more and more common. That doesn't mean that it's normal and like, you know, this didn't happen to our grandparents' generation. Like, they're all confused when they hear about a young person who's sick. But nowadays, it's like everywhere. So, um, yeah. At around that same time, a um, homesteader I follow actually shared a similar story uh, with a similar diet that she was doing to what my friend Caitlin was doing. So I was like, "Fine, I'll try it. What do I have to lose?" Okay. Um. So I started looking into these traditional foods that humans ate
2: Emily and sorry, now is this like a Weston price type diet? Oh yes. you know your stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Okay. I thought so. I was curious if that's what you would kind of like, you know, call it like a Weston price type diet. Okay. Yes.
1: I, I have a few things I call it. Um, but it was basically like, yeah, if you want to look up Weston, a price diet, um, A similar version is called the sapien diet, like homo sapien. Okay. Um, Or if you really want to simplify it, you just shop the outer perimeter of the grocery store. Right. Which is the produce, the dairy, the meat. So So stay away
2: from the chips and the... Yes. Junk food. So candy. Yeah.
1: And um, sourdough bread is one of the... is basically the like grain... Um, because sourdough breaks down the gluten and it ferments the bread a little bit. So it actually has like probiotics and prebiotics in the bread, um, to help it be digestible. And, um, and actually a lot of gluten-free people are able to tolerate it for that reason. So, okay. There's that fermented foods. Um, I started drinking bone broth because a lot of the Weston A. Price stuff is like, um, it's also called like nose to tail where you're kind of eating like a lot of different parts of the animal because the um, not like not just the meat, but you're also are getting like the collagen from the bones and um, all of the minerals and vitamins from some of the organs like the liver. Those things
2: all work together
1: you know, nourish you to like another level. So um but we the bone should box... be
2: eating the liver and onions is what you're saying. Oh yes.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> yes. I actually am hoping to make that this week. But yeah oh. the liver and onions, you know what? Our great grandparents were right about that. That yeah my grandma it is... ate it. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's not so in style anymore, but they were on to something and this bone broth helped my ulcers a ton. Um, and I was able to, I cut out when I was really dealing with the ulcers. And by the way, if there's anyone listening to this, who like is dealing with anything like this, just, you can absolutely reach out to me and I will go into even more detail about exactly what I did for each issue. Cause it was a bit of a process, but man, I wish I had someone to like walk me through it. Cause it was a little bit of a trial and error. Um, but yeah, I actually, you know, I'd been told for years to up my fiber by my doctors, and I kind of did the opposite this time, where I went low fiber, and that okay. was what I needed to do because that actually that made an almost immediate change. Wow! In yeah, um, so a lot
2: of fats then.
1: So yes, yeah, like a you high really high. Pri- yeah, I mean, you prioritize fat, so it kind of goes a little you know, keto-ish, but I never have been in ketosis or anything. Um, and those fats, so something that um, was big on this diet is seed oils. You had to cut out seed oils. And seed oils are canola oils, safflower oils, soy oil and, and these oils, oils, if you read labels, they are in just about everything yeah so So what oils are safe so the safe ones in your opinion as far as i understand are olive coconut avocado oil there's some debate about it but i do use it sometimes and then using natural fats like tallow ghee um yeah even lard. so um these highly processed oils, they were introduced to the world around a um, hundred years ago. And they were supposed to be more heart healthy than like lard or butter. And that was when all of these new modern chronic illness and even heart disease all started to rise. And now as a collective, we are sicker than ever. And these oils are the majority of the fat that we eat, they're in everything. And, um, so they are so highly processed and they cause inflammation all over your body. And so fat, I learned, you know, like fat was, fat's always been really demonized, but it's actually just so essential for your body and your brain and, um, fat, uh, it like governs your hormones. You, you just require it to properly run, and we replaced the, all the very natural fat that our body was able to recognize um, from animal products to synthetic ones that our body doesn't recognize. And so I took the plunge and I decided to try no seed oils. That was by far the hardest change to make. Um, that, was, that was a really a burden at first. And I would look around at stuff that we had in our house that I thought was healthy, like um, a margarine, like that earth balance butter. Mm-hmm. That's like not butter. But I looked at the ingredients and you're like, oh, dang, this is like, what is this? Um, so, yeah, so I used um, coconut oil and tallow and ghee. And I actually started to notice big changes in my health pretty quickly after switching from these. Um, And I didn't cook or bake anything at this point. Like, so this is when I actually taught myself to bake sourdough and started to make snacks from our discard because snacks were really what's lacking. I mean, snacks are like life and I had no snacks. Um, And then me and Florence were doing this for a couple months before I finally challenged Cody because we like Florence right away too was starting to improve and it was just like oh my heart was just like so relieved. But Cody was not at all on board with this. Um he loved Cheez Its. He was like, I cannot <laughs> physically give these up. <laughs> um I would do anything
0: for love, but I won't do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
1: That's pushing it. I love you, Emily, (laughs) but I ain't
2: giving this up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was not in the vows. But I just challenged him. I just said, like, just two weeks. Because he was already eating our meals. Yeah. And I will be honest, like, our meals at very first, while we were learning this, you know, they were a lot of the same stuff. It was monotonous. And he was like, this week, how long is this going on for? But he also had seen how sick i was and he had seen the like florence's struggle and so it was you know he was very on board with whatever he had to do as you know as long as he still had his snacks on the side but i challenged him (laughs) to just try two weeks um and it there was a lot of resistance but um by the end of just those two weeks he realized I mean, he took a Tums every single day before bed. He realized he hadn't taken the Tums in a few days. Wow. Um, So he kept going and he ended up losing 30 pounds in like two months, just like fell off of him. And he didn't make any changes to his activity or anything. It just fell off. Wow. And um, that summer we decided to really ramp up our garden and we were learning all that. Um, Florence was no longer needing her constant prunes and um, more and more we ate these traditional farmhouse kind of diet, the better our health got as a family, the more we we wanted to pursue having a bigger farm and the more our dreams grew for like, you know, let's really learn these old skills and just like all these lost arts. um, We just got really into it our health was better than it was when I was a teenager. And so we were kind of looking at properties non-seriously. And um, our, you know, our dream was to have a, like a secluded little bubble of a farm, like in the middle of the woods. And that was exactly our vision. And, but in reality, we knew we couldn't actually make that happen. So we viewed just like, you know, smaller properties that also felt secluded and um on our way home from viewing some of these smaller properties we saw this one pop up it was totally raw land it was 45 acres which was uh, like four times bigger than we were ex- like we were looking for um and we just happened to be driving right by it so we decided to hike up it and we just hiked for so long until we got to this big opening That was just like, we both had this magical, like tingly feeling. And on our drive home, we're kind of like, yeah, that was amazing. But that was like a lot more than we were, you know, looking for. And Cody, who still was agnostic at this point, he silently asked God for a sign. And boom, there's our good friend, the giant rainbow. It just like appeared Mm -hmm. in the sky before our road and um, he like could not deny that that was weird at the very least. And so we just decided to be a little crazy cause we just kept thinking about this property and we started to go through the process of buying it, even though we were like, ah, I mean it'll be years before we can consider building on that and, you know, at least we'll just have it and we can go camp there and, you know, in somewhere down the road, we'll build on it. Um, And through that buying process, we just kept asking God for signs, mostly Cody. He just like kept asking God for signs because it just felt nuts. And then he'd walk outside and there would be a rainbow in the sky. Like it was mm-hmm. just like one after another. I don't know. I've never seen so many rainbows just like I mean, it was like every day. And um, so we closed on the property on December 7th, 2021, which is a significant date later mm-hmm. on. Um, and that same day, Florence had a little advent calendar that had books every day. And we opened the advent calendar that day. And it was the Wizard of Oz, which had, of course, giant rainbow on the cover. So we were mm-hmm. like, ah. there it is again. And um, yeah, so even Cody at that point can't deny like, okay, this this is this feels very orchestrated. Like, we feel just so pushed to go there. And um, we just the pull was so strong to just do something crazy and just get up there. And then Cody ended up landing a remote job, which he'd been wanting for so long. And he got this remote job, and that was it. We were just like, well, what's really holding us back now? I mean, besides that, you know, I don't know, it's like so far away from family. We were just, I don't, we just were following this poll, and the housing market was just insane at this time. We knew selling our house during that would make the move possible. And at that same time, good old, TikTok <laughs> blessed us in a really unexpected way, where some girl who had a bunch of followers bought my print on Etsy, and boom, like it went viral. Wow! And that in that timing just allowed us to like basically um, sign up to get a modular home put on it. Wow! And it just felt like everything was just falling into place in just such a way that we could have never dreamed of. And we found a modular home builder in March that could somehow deliver a house by August on that land. We and you were signed, pregnant then, correct? Yeah. We signed, right, we signed the papers. I found out I was pregnant. So that really, <laughs> we are like, well, I really hope this house actually gets delivered by then. It doesn't seem possible. That's only like a few months away, but yep. Yeah, I, um, So we, but we just, we knew we have to sell this house now because that's when, you know, spring of 2022, it's like that housing market was just like bananas. So we moved out of that house um, with the plan of just living in our camper and kind of bouncing around between different campgrounds. So we'd have like water and stuff. However, God had other plans. Um, Our truck ended up breaking down right before the move we rented a truck to move our camper to the property and then our truck went to the shop and we were stuck with no water toilet um electricity on this property and we didn't know we didn't know anybody besides i guess i knew rachel just from talking to her on facebook messenger this is true (laughs) because I remember all
0: this you were literally like living the Oregon trail like yes this was your life it was and um, minus the dysentery
1: yeah I mean well (laughs) I I wasn't gonna bring it up on the podcast but there was a little bit of dysentery (laughs) 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 just a touch at the end but we, (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean just really the cherry on top of that summer and um our truck ended up being in the shop for almost three months because of some insurance claim, or I don't know what it's called. Like, yeah, just trying to get the ins- the car, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just all that stuff was, like, getting held up. And we were, we were just genuinely stuck. And um, we drove by one day. We drove by a big red barn end up being um the church called fresh wind and it just i don't know i looked at it and i was like i feel like we should go there <laughs> and <laughs> that i didn't fun. even know i didn't even know exactly if it was a church because it doesn't like particularly look like one but i don't know i just felt like we should go there and cody agreed because you know what else are we gonna do we're we're stuck here now and uh we were like stealing water from like campgrounds nearby. I mean, not stealing. I mean, come on, it's water, but we were, you know, so we went to the very first, the very first service we went, there was the start of a series about revival in your family. And it just hit us so hard. The whole sermon, our pastor was talking about like your family table and the significance of that.
0: Hmm. And,
1: um, it just really spoke to us and Cody especially, which that had never ever happened. Um and that night in our little at our little dinky camper table, um, he actually led us in prayer. Mm. And it was just like I can't even express like how weird that was of him in the best way, but it was just like it really struck us and because we went on the very first day of that series, you know, you were like, well, we let's see where else this goes. Like, let's see what else this guy has to say. And, um, man, it is just, our church is just so special. And we realized very shortly after we started going there, like just how a part of that community we felt right away. And we realized we lacked community and, um, how important it is as a human to have that. And we've we, we had anything like that. So um, that's, this is really when we started to work on our spiritual health. And uh, we were able to actually do it together as a family, which was definitely a first. Um, and our pastor just has such powerful messages and that we really were able to apply to our life. And within a few months, Cody was so spiritually transformed that he chose to get baptized there. Hmm. And it was just so cool. Um, And it was such a leap of faith. Sell our house and live in that camper while on the other side of the state from all of our family. While I was pregnant and I I was just getting bigger and the camper was just getting smaller. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, not. we had no nope we had ice cold showers if we had any showers and we were not knowing if we'd even have a house in time for the baby to come we were cooking all our meals on a little propane grill and I baked a mass amount of sourdough bread before we freezer in a storage unit here so we thankfully we were able to kind of stick to the same way we were eating so I didn't have to also have like my health flare up or Florence yeah. had to deal with that. Cause you know, that would have just not been on top of everything Fun. else. Um, um, so it was, it was a very rough thing. and unforgettable summer in a lot of ways stuck here with no no amenities, but most amazing thing about it is it brought us closer to God, allowed us to start actually working on our property we started a garden and we got chickens. Thank you to Rachel who gave us chickens. Um, mm. And the house is, um, but it was finished just in time for December 7th, 2022, exactly one year after we closed on this raw land. Um, my daughter Willow was born. And I remembered that when we first moved here, we drove by a sign, which was on a different church, but it said, worry is believing that God won't get it right. And that was a sign I needed to see as I felt pulled towards having a home birth and I was a good candidate to have one. Um, and so she was safely born in our home with an amazing mm-hmm. midwife and team. And that's something I absolutely never thought I would do. But in this And after what we had been through, I just felt like that was, that was just what needed to happen. Yeah. Um, and after that, you know, we had some sweet newborn months in the cold where everything on the farm was, you know, a little more hands off. But then we decided that we didn't have enough on our plate. So we needed a dairy cow. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I, uh, researching a lot about raw milk how beneficial it was to drink it when it's from a good source and a healthy cow, how dairy sensitive people like me often could drink raw milk. Since the pasteurization process kills off enzymes that actually help you digest dairy. So I sent Cody out to build a barn (laughs) and, and he um, happily did so because he also wanted the cows and before we knew it, we had three cows. Um, so our goal, we just feel like, I mean, we feel like God has us here for a reason. We don't know exactly the reason, but there's no way we could have done this without everything unfolding how it did. And our goal here, we would love to grow just as much of our own food as possible because it not only saves us money, but it's just so much more nutrient dense and, um, and yeah, we just uh, also are passionate about, it. I mean, we just love it and just love the lifestyle and the animals and and we just feel really called to learn just all the skills. And it's really hard teaching yourself these skills as an adult. and it's overwhelming, but once you learn them, you just know them. and for our kids that they will just grow up knowing these things. And that it'll benefit them in their lives. And they won't have to learn it via YouTube video when they're like 30. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So just getting us here so smoothly and so quickly, it was just undeniably God. We saw God's hands in so much of our move here. Like our truck was in the shop for, you know, three months straight, which was horrible and stressful at the time since we were stuck off grid and alone But without being stuck here, we wouldn't have ever walked into our church on that exact Sunday, the first time where the message was exactly what we needed. And I don't know if we would have kept going to finish out that series. And I knew God was real, but our church is where I first really came to know Jesus. And our lifestyle is more physically challenging and way less convenience way less convenient um I feel you know looking back on all of my health struggles that convenience has a price later you know if yes. you're relying yes. on it too much Absolutely. And, I mean I was a microwave meal queen yes. for, a wa- for a long time <laughs> and um I feel like The manual labor of our life now and just living this very simple traditional life has spiritually and physically benefited us in every way. We are closer to each other, we are closer to God, we have a way more intimate relationship to our food, to nature, and we care so much for the lives of our animals, how their life begins, how it ends. We have so much respect for what they give us, and this was not something I had when I ate. 100% 100% from a
2: grocery store.
1: And Now, Emily, do you make yeah. your
2: own um, butter and cheese and all that type of stuff? Oh, man. We do make our own butter.
1: Um, our cow is actually at the end of her lactation now, so we are going to have a break from having our own dairy. We're okay. kind of looking for another cow that not not to have here, but a cow to buy milk from Sure. While we wait, because our our main cow Liberty, who's a Jersey, um, she's real cute, and she is having a real cute baby in ooh. February. Ooh, ooh. So after so she you has have her a baby, little break, yeah. Yes, so she gets a little break, kind of like her pre maternity, I guess her maternity leave. Baby.
2: Mood, <laughs> and then, if you will, and then she,
1: and then she's back to milking shortly after the baby's born, and we'll share milk with the calf and. We'll have a lot more than to experiment with, but we've made certain kinds of cheeses. We can make cream cheese, um, sour cream, which I guess isn't really cheese, but it's good either way. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we want to learn this coming year, how to make hard cheese, which sounds a little more complicated, a little more scary because you have to let it age for a while. Right. But that's kind of our next, that's one of our 2023 goals is hard cheese. But we have made soft ones, and yeah, and the butter is like just to so die for. good. <laughs> yeah, it is now just so
2: good. Would a book now? Are you familiar with Nourishing Traditions? Yes. Okay, I, I've book. read that book before. Um, oh, yeah. And so I mean, I know that's very Weston Price. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know Sally Fallon. I think is who it is. So, so yeah. that's a book that you maybe would maybe recommend to people would that be one that you would say that would be good for them to you know look into
1: a hundred percent and i think there's a few uh, there's like a few books of the nourishing traditions there's like one to do with like children's nutrition but all of them i think there's one to do with mostly like broth and soup but yeah, yeah that is totally on the right track cool um yeah
2: All right, I was waiting for you, Rachel. But um, <laughs> I was waiting for you, do don't worry about that. <laughs> we do that sometimes. We do. That oh yeah, sometimes. it's good. We, we it's just Rachel good. and I have this thing. We just like wait for one another. We're just trying to be polite, but then you know. I love so, it. So, um, would you say that, um, like, how would you say that you kind of intertwine? Like, it's like the whole picture. Like, health is really, mm-hmm. you know, like you kind of need all of it, right? To like, yeah. You know, to be really like at that, you know, kind of like that piece that kind of surpasses all understanding, you know, like you can mm-hmm. have the physical health, which is great. You need that, right? Because, you know, the Bible says, you know, your body is a temple, right? And mm-hmm. if, we're in, if we're in Christ, then, you know, yeah, that I mean, that makes sense, you know, mm hmm.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah. And you had asked, um, like, how has your or has your spiritual and mental health changed since becoming a Christian? Do you feel healthier? Yeah. Um, to a hundred percent. I mean, I was chronically anxious um, OCD sufferer all the way to now. I still do deal with my OCD. Um, I can't say anxiety or OCD are gone, but yeah. I now have somewhere to put it when it shows up. So it's right. not just like festering in my body and, Turning into all these issues, right? um You know, like I had. I love the concept of just taking, and I want you know anyone to try this if you would never have. But just like when you're just have that anxiety, just spiraling, just take it, just grab it, and just say, "God, can you?" I give this to you. I give this to you, and just oh, say I it a couple of times, and you feel it. And I feel like that's like one of the strongest. Evidences, i guess for god that i had you know during my younger adulthood is like i know god exists because when i ask that i
2: feel it go away especially um, when you feel kind of desperate you know like yes. when you're in desperation and you you know you're like what what, what the heck else can i do but ask yeah that? like it's kind of it's hard no. to not deny it you know yep and as i said to rachel
1: one time just yeet it to jesus
0: I was waiting for a moment to interject with this for any of you um, who are looking for a less formal approach. The first, the first version Emily gave was very eloquent and it was, it was beautiful, but we also like to say something called yeet it to Jesus where you just take the stuff and you just, right up there. And you know, it's, it sounds ridiculous. But the, the, the theory, the 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 principle, like it works mm-hmm. um, it works. As yeah. someone who has struggled with mental health for mm-hmm. a while, anxiety, depression, like it's it's so and as a new relatively new Christian, um it's so hard to think about how I handled this stuff before. Yeah. I didn't I didn't handle it before. Right. Um, but being able to put that worry and that anxiety and and to understand that even in these moments if you don't understand like why are these things happening and realizing that these, these things are out of your control but knowing who's in control mm-hmm. is just it's so like oh
1: yeah
0: and I I can't imagine it's all intertwined. It's like the, the circle of life. Like it's the, yeah. these three things, your yeah. physical health, your mental health and your spiritual health. Like I can't think about one without the other.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And um, I mean, in, in my case in particular, but I know anxiety and OCD, they are all about hetro- like just desperately wanting control. You yes. want control over what's going to happen. You want control over how things are placed in the room and, um, what other people choose to do and that like giving up that control is something I'm just always working to do and I could not do that without you know my relationship with God now yeah also just having community and a social life Um, man I mean I always was someone who just had a very few close friends not you know I was just really introverted and it's, you know, there was never any drama or anything. It's just like, okay, well, I got my two friends, so I don't really need to look for more because right. I only needed to see them twice a year. And then I can just, you know, be in my own little bubble the rest of the time. But um, man, I just have so much community now and I did not realize how essential that is. And I still, you know, I am recognizing for me that I'm my healthiest when I have a home centered life yeah. and I'm not running around too much. And so I can just kind of keep up with my stuff at home. Cause otherwise it, it can get overwhelming when I'm just like out having all this fun and my laundry is just like yeah, reaching the ceiling. Yes. Um, but yeah, just, it's okay to I'm, say no. Yeah. Oh, but it's so hard. Cause I meet, I've it met is. so many, I mean, just like, so many cool people up here like you guys I mean girls from my church and your girls from your church and it's just like I want to spend so much time with everyone um
2: but there's seasons you know there's seasons in life right you know
1: yeah and um so just I'm I'm finding a lot of peace and I guess a lot of purpose in just keeping my home keeping my family's schedule at home and Making our homegrown, home-cooked meals, um, which my husband does work from home. And so that helps us tremendously. But when he's, you know, busier at work and all that than we are, I'm making the food and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, our main goal here was just trying to create a life that we don't feel like we need to vacation from. And,
2: yeah, we yeah. definitely don't
1: don't ever feel like leaving here. Um, oh, I love
2: that I think we all kind of I mean I think I know you and mm-hmm. Rachel met online mm-hmm. <laughs> again yeah um, yeah no. that was my next point uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, Rachel meets all of her friends on Facebook <laughs> I'm just kidding but. <laughs> yeah I don't
0: know how to meet people in real life I am um, I am Aww. everything that
1: is wrong with society i <laughs> Oh, no, you're you did using the good
2: Rachel if yeah. I so myself, but
1: <laughs> you will are using the Internet the best way possible. That's
2: right. right. True. And sometimes I mean, I mean, I think, you know, um, I mean, when God has a plan, He, you know, he has a plan and he makes a way and just, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it looks I mean, it looks different, you know, for everybody. But I mean, God had obviously a plan for you. Emily Mm -hmm. a very obvious you know in your face rainbows you know yeah did for you too Rachel and that may have been a Facebook mama's page and that's also fine oh yeah
0: (laughs) it's, it's so wild for me to think about like because Emily our stories are there are a lot of parts of your story and my story that are like creepily similar yes yeah um with the pull to move up here so Oh, I guess I should have prefaced this with the fact that all three of us are what I call downstate transplant. Like yes. we're not from Northern Michigan. <laughs> <New>. We're from <laughs> um downstate. And mm-hmm. just the fact that we connected, mm-hmm. all three of us are from downstate and like, we've all it, it, just that in itself is divine intervention. Like I believe oh, yeah. that God knew that I needed you two you two are mm-hmm. I, like
2: i talked to the, the two of you more than like my own, oh yeah probably definitely <laughs> and we all were about 30 minutes from each other so very close oh, so weird so weird
1: yeah and yeah we all we all were brought back up here um rachel i i responded to your um that facebook post you made just like jenny did and I had had a few, I had tried to make friends on Facebook a few times, like in that same time period. But Rachel was the only one who stuck. I'm a clinger. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, right away, we were just talk. we were just getting weird. Like it wasn't like <laughs> they get to know, you know, like I, I almost said what we were talking about, but I was like, no, I'm going to leave that out. But we were getting weird and we... we It wasn't like the slow get to know you, like those long messages, those I have a really hard time kind of keeping up with. Um, But we just right away, we just fell right into it. Like we were just friends already. And yeah. um, And then after knowing Rachel for a while, then she's just like, oh, can you teach my friend Jenny how to make (laughs) sourdough? And that, you know, the rest is history yeah
2: (laughs) i was just like cool i like your friend she's gonna be my friend too
1: okay (laughs) yes yeah you just adopted me and here i am and it's our
2: our group chat
0: is uh officially titled sourdough support group
2: Uh uh-huh and we do need her support greatly
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm beyond that. I I am not proud of this, but I buy my sourdough bread from the store, guys. Oh, a Traverse well, City you know. bakery. But like, because listen, I tried. I tried. You gotta get the bread one. flour. It's gotta be bread flour. It's the
1: bread flour. But I
0: had bread flour. I used bread flour. Your loaf looks good. Flour. Yeah, it's the just... one the one that I made. I made one, and it looked mm-hmm. good, and it tasted great. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, I had i have quite a few things that i gotta keep alive yeah yeah and that starter was just one that i could not seem to do it turned into moldy alcohol i mean yeah it, it was it smelled worse than what i imagined like prison toilet wine smelled like it it was potent and i was like no nope, i can't no nope, this is not Sometimes you got to know your limits and I'm just not good at that.
2: It's something I yeah. want, I
0: want to be good at, but I am mm-hmm. just too,
2: I mean, I want to, yeah. I don't want to know what prison toilet wine smells like, but I don't either, but it, you know, if I had to guess, I mean, it, it's very alcoholic.
0: You're, yeah, you're probably right. It's
2: supposed to be right. It's supposed to be alcoholy yeah. like that. It correct? sounds
1: like it's probably yeasty. Yeasty. Yeah.
0: It was, it's. Uh, It was so bad that the whole jar had
1: to be thrown. Like, I couldn't even salvage the jar. That's bad. Yeah. That's really bad.
0: It was, you know, I'm just too, my brain Mm -hmm. is too spicy to be able to remember to feed Mm -hmm. the jar of (laughs) yeast. So, nobody
2: take a sourdough (laughs) loaf if Rachel ever gives it to you, then, is what you're
1: (laughs) Well, the The fun thing about this all though is that you can really pick and choose yeah. what works for you. And would I make all my own sourdough products if we didn't have very specific health issues that it helped? No, I would not probably. But I am, I am in a way thankful that I did have those health issues because I actually really enjoy it. So yeah, it um, yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. I mean, we are. Cody and I are the kind of people who go all in. Yeah. I mean we we kind of had to with how bad our health was, but that is just in general how we are. So the you know this can all be done in tiny steps, pick and choose um you know if you feel basically I'm just saying if you feel like you have that you know check engine light on or you're you know getting these symptoms and you feel like maybe you need to clean it up a little to help prevent it from getting worse you know there's lots of just little things you can implement that don't doesn't involve you you know making all your crackers and all your
2: yeah everything so just start off slowly and just try it right Mm -hmm. one thing at a time you know um yeah yeah The 45
0: acre farm is
2: optional. It's not a requirement. (laughs) No. But it is an
0: added bonus. You guys are property goals. Honestly, your your property is
1: beautiful. Thank you. Um,
2: My my husband wants to just, like, if he ever goes missing, I know he's going to be somewhere (laughs) at your house. Yeah. I already know that. He told me that. Like, he's like, if I'm not here, I'm at Cody and Emily's (laughs) property. I'm just going to go out in the woods and just live there. I mean,. Oh so. man, it yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah, our property is way more than what we were. I mean, it is just beyond our wildest dreams. I still really cannot believe that we were able to <laughs> pull it off. And I mean, some of it is that our town that we're in is like you know the poorest town in Benzie County, so it was a little more affordable. Um,
2: hey, that's how yeah, you got to do it. Still...
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I I am perfectly happy with that um mm-hmm. and it was i mean it was like exactly what we had envisioned and it really feels like god kind of just handed it to us so we feel a strong responsibility to do good to with it, and it. Yep. like to yeah to let it unfold what it needs to be you know if it's us you know just growing a ton of food so that people can have it i don't know i don't know yet what it'll be but um I'm really excited to find out. And yeah, I had made a note too, for people listening that, you know, you really don't even need land to make these changes. You can support your local farmers if you feel like you want to eat more locally. But um, when we first were healing, um, it was, we were not really growing any of our food. We were just buying different food. So but it's really fun to learn these skills, and it's it really challenges you. And then once you know them, you kind of become this person with all these skills where people are like, wow, how'd you – I don't know how to do anything. And, you know, you can inspire them and be like, yeah, I didn't know either. And now well, I do." Sure. And, you know? Because I really – I was not raised knowing any of this stuff. And we're in an age, you know, I can – Kind of complain about technology a lot, and you know, um, but I am thankful that I can learn on YouTube how to do all this, and that we have just so many resources at our fingertips right now.
2: Yes, it's amazing, and
1: yeah, um, and something Cody actually said when I was prepping for this, he just said, like, all of these changes that you make to your diet, they feel like such a burden at first, all the extra dishes, like food prepping, all the planning. Mm-hmm. But as you pay attention to your health changes, it just becomes part of your routine. And it's no longer a burden because you can't deny that your health is so much better. I mean, you just feel better if you have more energy for your family. Um, right, That's what's most important. And um, yeah, you guys had asked me to, what do I consider health to be? And I feel like it's just honoring your body and how you feel. Um, Recognizing when you're burning it at both ends and stepping back, feeling capable to handle all your life stuff and being really just in tune with yourself so that you're able to notice when there are changes and you need to address them. Cause I feel like so many people are just disconnected to their food and disconnected to their body and we all are just kind of coasting and just like well sometimes I you know have really crazy farts and that's normal but (laughs) 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 you know like but these things aren't things we have to live with and um they could you know be a sign of something worse brewing so you know just having more of a connection to your body what what you put in it and so you can tell like maybe this thing bothers me but yeah don't ignore yeah. your check engine light is right what, yes is That's, what you're saying i'm a bad
0: up. i'm bad about that i'll be like well yeah the check engine light's on but it's not really making a funny noise or anything and nothing's <laughs> leaking so it's probably <laughs> fine yeah
2: i've you know, got, you got a little bit more that. to go before like you know you start over oh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing's like, smoking
2: yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. under the middle line I feel that yeah Yeah. so
1: Mm. yeah that was really my main advice I wrote down do not ignore the engine lights
2: yeah (laughs) no absolutely good
0: it's a good piece of advice to to live by I know I could definitely stand to be better about that Mm -hmm. which is one of the big reasons why I wanted to bring you on because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much to learn from your experience um and you just thank you so much for oh, for sharing all of this with us and there's so much
1: to take away from this. Oh well I'm really happy I could um, yeah and um, one final note the only thing I didn't say in my all my notes was that everyone's life is different and just don't be too hard on yourself um, and that this can all be done in a budget friendly way and that it can be more expensive sometimes to eat healthy but it is way more expensive
2: to be sick that's true um insurance only covers so much (laughs) i know (laughs) or not much at all yeah don't even get me started off (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so take care of your you know as best as you can and nobody's perfect right you know but mind Mm -hmm. body soul you know Mm -hmm. Mm. oh well emily thank you so much for coming on and um maybe rachel maybe you can like put her um i don't know like maybe your instagram oh yeah on (laughs) maybe the like listing when it pops up tomorrow or anything just like if people do have questions for her
0: as long as you're okay with that i can
1: definitely
2: do that Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't touch on it too much here, but I do make art and that is what I do. So yeah, if you want to see talented. it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yes, you're welcome. A little
2: something for everyone. <laughs> that's right. A little something for everybody. You got to. Yeah, that's right.
0: So if you're looking for more information about any of the stuff that Emily's talked about today, I can I can make that happen i can i can get that okay. connection going and also if you're into art but more specifically <laughs> pet portraits
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: shrek portraits yeah if you like the movie shrek, she's your girl. <laughs>
2: yeah i'll hook um, you up or and, for um and you you know you post a lot of content i think about you know your farm too and i yeah. do yeah yeah
1: i'm a very niche account Yeah, there you go. -hmm. Yes, art and cows. That's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but anyone listening, if you want to chat about any of this stuff or have questions, I am a complete open book. I will be even more open with you than I was here if you really want all the details. But yeah, I I would love to... I know there's just so many people just being bounced around at doctors and not getting answers and if you just want to try something different i will tell you everything we did
2: Mm, no truer words have been spoken about that huh yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh well emily thank you so much for coming on and Mm -hmm. we will talk to you guys next week
1: oh thank you all